Kia ora, I'm Sharon Brett Kelly. Today on The Detail, the world's biggest online seller that's turned shopping into a game. It's called Timu. It's being advertised like crazy with incredible prices. These apps are growing so popular that they're quite literally almost changing the way that Americans buy clothes. It's got everything from clothes to housing goods to piss supplies and it's all super cheap. Its products are cheap, dirt cheap, too good to be true cheap. The prices blow my mind. Timu's slogan, Shop Like a Billionaire, is because you can find dupes of luxury products for just a couple of dollars. So, how does it keep its prices at rock bottom? Well, there are claims of slave labour, allegations it makes money by selling customers' information, and on top of that, accusations that it is a cyber security threat to shoppers. We found the presence of self-compiling software. What this essentially means is that they can install any program on your phone once you download the Timu app, and consequently, they can access your credit card records. If you have a banking app on your phone, they can access your bank records. They can read all the text messages you ever send. Um, this is extremely concerning in our opinion. But is Timu any worse than the other online giants like Amazon? Let's untangle this with Victoria Young, investigations editor at Business Desk and self-confessed Timu user. Right, so the business... Timu. Yeah. <laughs> the more I looked at it, the more I just thought, wow, this is, this is, it's like it's taking the whole online shopping thing to a new level, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like AliExpress on steroids. It is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Good. Yeah. AliExpress, are you talking about Alibaba? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's what we do use it in our household. We had been using AliExpress. My partner still sort of uses it, but now I've used Timu a couple of times, and it is, yeah, it is right. Intense. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, know, knowing what you know about Timu, are you comfortable with that, Victoria? <laughs> Putting you on the spot? Yeah, no, I am actually because I don't. I think spam and like that third-party data stuff that kind of is everywhere. I kind of. I don't know, maybe I've accepted it a bit that, you know, that's that's how it works. You give them, well, they give you great deals. You give them a bit of uh, data. I mean, it's unclear how they use it. I guess we'll get into that. But, yeah. you know, I've used it a couple of times and I liked what I got. So okay. You didn't have to return it? Didn't arrive broken? No, no, no. I'm not complain- complaining at all from a, from a consumer point of view. And, you know, it's stuff like... Baby goods, nappy holders, wipes holders, pegs for your pram, that sort of thing. You can get you, it's it's half the price of Kmart. Like why why wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get more yeah. into that. But let's. Who owns Timu? Where does it come from? Yeah, it's so fascinating. So it is a Chinese company, right? Um, it's owned by. It's parented by PDD Holdings, which is listed on the Nasdaq um, exchange. So obviously, it, it can be publicly traded. It was based in Shanghai, uh, but it's now relocated to Dublin, which is likely to be a, a tax move. What we do know is what it's founded by this billionaire, Colin Huang. There's not much that's more that we would know about, about that. So he started it less than two years ago. And the actual model of it, how does it differ from those other big online retailers? Well, what they talk about a lot 
in their model is the cutting out of the middleman. So what it's doing is it's got all its suppliers from various parts of presumably China. We don't really know. Uh, and it's sort of collating the order and bringing it to the customer to drop the middleman. So that's what they say is their advantage and, and the, the why of why they can make it so cheap. But the other um, aspect to the model, I guess, uh, would be the way that it markets itself, which is, you know, way more intense than, you know, your AliExpress or your Shine. Although Shine, you know, I guess Shine and Timu are similar in the way that they use influencers. Mm. But um, the Timu model of the sort of, uh, it's sort of been described as a pyramid selling scheme, the referral um, network, that is the thing that is really quite different and quite aggressive and probably for um, Kiwi consumers like, whoa, I mean, it was whoa for me. Really? Okay. So, and and just before we go on about that, because I I do want to look at that, um, when you talk about shine, okay. I, I thought it was pronounced Shein, but people seem to oh, be giving I'm it different sure. names. Yeah, sure. but but that is uh, another big yep. online um, fast fashion retailer that seems to be gripping people as well. But back to the way Timu operates, can you explain to me, like when you log on, what happens? I encountered it through a girlfriend of mine. She posted in a group chat and she said, Oh, let me, I've, I wrote it down. Can you accept my invitation so I can get a free gift? And of course, you know, we're all sitting there like, yeah, okay, click on that. And it's, yeah, it's a really interesting experience. So you, once, once you click on it, I must have, I'm not sure if I downloaded the app previously, but I managed to get into the website. I got in there and then all of a sudden it just says you, what would your 10 free gifts like to be? And there's like, the whole marketplace is full of things. I mean, I picked a massage gun, some toys, uh, that sort of thing. So you start picking and you've got to go through them all and you've got to pick 10 and that kind of takes ages. So once you click that, it goes, hooray, and then the wheel starts spinning and then you tap the wheel and then it says, hooray, you've won free shipping and then you keep going and then it says, hooray, you've you've won this and then, you know, like a, you know, 10% more off and then you go, okay, so keep going. And, you know, I'm kind of like... I can't remember where I was in the house, but I was sort of like doing this and doing several things at, at the same time, and I just keep coming back. And it it took me ages, and then eventually you get through. Um, you know, they have these cards that turn. You like like watching like playing an uh, online casino, and you you pick a card and it turns over, and you you win another something. Eventually, you get through, and it says, "Okay, now to really get your ten gifts, refer." You know, share this with a friend. You've got to get your friends to click through and sign up also. And then once you've done that, I'm not sure how many times, to be honest, because I gave up after four or five times. And some of my friends were really not interested in this. <laughs> but of course, the big one that a lot of people talk about is the Super Bowl. Download the Tamu app and shop like a billionaire. They're, they're huge at the Super Bowl. They'll be huge at the Super Bowl this year. And that's obviously the U- American event that everyone watches. Here, they were all over the Rugby World Cup. Timu has become a trend of its own online with influencers and YouTubers using the platform to buy and promote ridiculous products for ridiculous prices. How do they use influencers? Um, So I'm pretty sure it's the same sort of model. Like the Shine model is really intense. Like they basically, you know, get them on there and they just show like 10 things that they bought that day. Is that when they talk about the haul? Look at my Timu haul. Yeah. This is one of my biggest hauls. Let's start with the small things. First, I got this wave ring. It is so cute. Like, look at that. Next, I got these smiley earrings. Too good. Here we are again. 
Timu haul. I got some stuff for homeschooling. Portable microscope. I thought that was super cool. I accidentally ordered two of these. I also got sandals. They're like this super comfy rubbery material. I love a good pair of cargo pants. Look how fun. The perfect length and I love the square butt pockets. You have an exclusive coupon code. It's ever, E-V-E-R, 225. I'll see you guys in the next triangle haul. They're treating it like a game. Yeah, that's right, Sharon. I think you could see it as like the gamification. And I guess once you've got it and once you've got it downloaded, then, you know, that's when they get you. And, and the other thing is the follow-up. So... I mean, I bet now after we've had this conversation, I'll get I'll, I'll get pinged on my app as well. But I'm I'm getting notifications all the time about stuff I've looked at. That you missed this in your basket, you know the emails, you know. And I would say, you know, like you go online and you may put something in your box, Shopping in your basket, trolley. basket. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And then you might get one email the day after saying, "Oh, did you forget to buy something?" I think I've had that from New Zealand retailers. Oh. Um, Timu, you get back maybe three. What is this doing to the whole retail scene? Because it's hooking people in, isn't it? It's successfully hooking people in. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at, I wouldn't say the warehouse is very good at it, but I would say Kmart, which is, um, you know, owned by West Farmers in Australia. You know, they do it with the influencers. They don't do, you know, the aggressive, they don't do anything near the pyramid marketing scheme, the referral scheme or things like that. But, the, you know, the use of influencers is pretty commonplace. I would say then the Kiwi retailers, I mean, it's really, you know, that sort of category, we're quite limited. You've got bricks and mortar with your $2 shops, that kind of thing, Kmart and the warehouse. And the warehouse, you know, you look at the way that their online is performing. I mean, they're trying to make inroads, but the one thing that they, you know, try and stand on is trust. You know, they save through their online marketplace. You know, you, you know where it's coming from. You, you'll be able to get your refund. You'll be able to complain if it, you know, arrives broken or whatever. Let's look at some of the issues that have been raised. I mean, US Congress is investigating them for unethical practices. And what we're talking about here is there are claims that they're using slave labour, that they're using Uyghur people in big factories. It's becoming more and more clear that they are reliant on forced labour to make their products. Members of the Muslim minority Uyghur population, often forced into prison and labour camps, produce the very goods that enter the US through the apps. Yeah, it's really interesting because, yeah, my team, we've been looking at uh, the modern slavery issue for a while now because, you know, from a business point of view, all of, you know, the warehouse will produce a sustainability report that includes modern slavery and it will have tick boxes and it will say, we did this, this and this. And we have actually talked to them quite a lot about how they monitor their supply chain because they're involved in a solar panel farm, which has the same sort of allegations around Uyghur and slave labour use for the materials that make up the solar panel that are shipped to New Zealand. So, you know, this is an issue for New Zealand consumers, but it's not, when it comes to modern slavery in New Zealand, the legislation's been drafted, it hasn't even been introduced yet. Mm. So if it's not even a legal issue here yet, mm. I would say the consumer has a lot of time to catch up with worrying about those allegations. What about the allegations that it is mining people's data? I've seen some stories where they, they say it is making money from selling people's data. Other stories where actually the company has said, we are sharing the data, but we're not selling it. 
Timu says it doesn't sell users' personal information, but it does share your information with a number of entities, like payment processors, advertising partners, and third parties that may be involved in promotions and marketing. I hopped onto my Timu account and looked at what they tell you, the consumer, about their their privacy policy. I mean, there are some basics that we know they use. Okay, so they obviously know your address, they know where you live, they know your preferences, and that's all about creating, they say, a good customer experience, right? I was quite surprised how specific they are about how how they talk to third parties in terms of what I would describe as partnerships. So they say, yes, we use a shipper. We give the shipper your data. We do use, they call it interest-based advertising and third-party advertising partners may collect your personal interest. But we are following self-regulatory principles for online behavioural advertising. So even when you tick the online box that says, I understand the terms and conditions, most people understand that the consumer is not really reading the terms and conditions. Mm. So that's sort of like the knowledge gap. We don't know who Timu is selling to if it is. Um, reports have said, oh, you know, I, I logged onto Timu and then all of a sudden I'm getting spam calls and spam texts. I don't know. I mean, I figure I'm a journalist. My, my number's probably out in lots of places, so I can't really tell. Earlier you were saying that even by talking about this, doing this interview, that you'll start getting yeah, spam I do from, from, from Timu. Yeah, I think... What, so yeah, they're listening yeah. in? I, 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 how does that work? Oh, I'm not sure how that works with Google, but I, I mean, I love... I, I can never tell, right? Because say I'm talking to my friend about something and then did I Google it after or did I not Google it after? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are cookies. What I do think is interesting though, however, in terms of Kiwi retailers, I actually did a sort of check with the warehouse last year where I asked for all my personal data and they actually mucked it up a bit and they gave me like all of the other Victoria Youngs. Uh, yeah, including the one that's the producer here. Um, so it's not a great example of how Kiwi companies are looking after data mm. because they're not. And that's not even to a third party. That's to me. Um, what they're very clear on um, the warehouse is that they do not sell to, to third parties. In terms of New Zealand regulations or any kind of scrutiny, it's not breaking any laws, is it? No, I don't. I was. I mean, I was looking for like just a little trace of what it has in New Zealand, you know, it's got no physical base, it's got no executives, it doesn't have a registered company. It has registered intellectual property here, so it's registered the Timu logo. Had a look at that, but, you know, that was done by lawyers in Australia, so there's not a lot here. I mean, according to my invoices, it's paying GST. Yeah. Are you going to keep shopping with them? Oh, I think I will, yeah. I see no reason to stop so far. The other question is about the Waste Mountain, that they're contributing to the huge... Piles of rubbish. Yeah, that one I don't feel great about. Uh, is that enough to change my behaviour? Maybe not. The environmental impact of the online shopping giants is well documented. Take fast fashion. It's beyond comprehension. You know, it's just mind-boggling. We've been taught that fashion's not important. It's a bit of fluff. It's this kind of frivolous industry. It's, it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It is, it is disguising how impactful it can be. That's Victoria University's Jennifer Whitty talking to TVNZ Sunday. 
She says the Timu Light company Sheen made 49 billion garments in 2022. That's much, much more than the 3 billion produced by another big retailer, H&M. 10% of global carbon emissions are attributed to the fashion industry. But the numbers just keep growing. Within a year of its launch in September 2022, Timu had more than 40 million downloads per month, more than even Amazon. It is now the number one app by downloads worldwide. It launched in New Zealand and Australia last April, and after two months, the old site had 9.2 million users. And the latest e-commerce company topping the charts is called Timu. Yeah, I feel like it's a shopping experience for like the cutting edge, man. It's like <laughs> it's feeding you dopamine from day dot. You're spinning wheels. You're seeing a timer. It's intense, it's like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's super intense. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll buy within eight seconds. <laughs> Someone who's resisting Timu's temptations is Kate Hall, known to her thousands of Instagram followers as Ethically Kate. She's on a roadshow right now taking her positive message of living sustainably around the country. And she's making a difference. But measured against the impact of a giant like Timu? Even when you just open the Timu page and you can see, you know, 100,000 solar-powered firework lights have been sold and it's, you know, counting down saying, you know, low stock alert, buy this, that that type of thing. It's It really, really plays on our human behaviour of not wanting to be left out and wanting to get something that, you know, it's a scarce commodity. Um, just the way they sell, like, you know, they do sell some, you know, reusable cups and sustainable gadgets that would help you reduce waste. But the way they sell everything is just in itself completely and utterly unsustainable. Though I have heard Timo talk about sustainability before, ironically. Oh, they have? Yeah, yeah. They they like to talk about how they offset the carbon impact of each kind of purchase. And it's just a load of rubbish, in, in my opinion. And it can't, you can't, we can't offset our way out of a climate crisis. And it just doesn't stack up. But um, yeah, they're trying on from all angles to get every single person, no matter what they care about, to purchase their products. What's coming up behind Timu? What is next? I mean, I was so late to the game on this one. I didn't even know it existed until a couple of weeks ago. But can you see what other big consumer online giants are coming through? So the the speed of items and increasing um, getting items to someone's door will will be like a really big focus for these big giants because hum- we all want products and we want them right now. So that will probably be a, a, a big theme that we'll see a lot of companies really trying to, yeah, test the postal systems mm. and, yeah, do things like um, the express shipping and, and stuff like that. They'll just continue to play on our human thirst for turning our money into commodities, <laughs> into into like pointless gadgets. Instantly. Instantly. It's that instant thing, right? You know, we even see on social media people, you know, only watch videos that are a few seconds long. Yeah, it's the instant, it's the quick, it's the feeling good and powerful because, you know, because you've got five Nick fans. <laughs> I think we'll see these big giants continue to just really, really play on their marketing and also kind of turn 
shopping into more of a game. I feel like that's what Timu plays on. You know, like when you're on their site and it's saying, you know, 72% off, 100,000 have been sold and there's only a few left. It's moving as well. Like their website, things are popping up and it kind of feels like it's a game. Like you've got to get this, you know, to get to the next level. So I think we'll see more kind of themes of that type of shopping, which makes me sick to even think about. Hmm. But yeah, it's even sometimes I, I see sustainable companies who create amazing sustainable products, but they send their customers an email every day. Yeah. And I don't think that's sustainable. That's, you know, when we're thinking about sustainability, we're not just talking about the environment. We're talking about your marketing tactics and how you're selling something and kind of the scheme of your production. A lot of um, sustainable companies only make to order, which is brilliant. But yeah, when a company emails you every day with things, again, they're trying to play to your thirst for new stuff. And I just think that's completely unhelpful. But um, we're seeing more and more of that, that just constant, constant buy this, buy this, buy this. And it wears you down. The detail is supported by RNZ and NZ On Air. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell and produced by Alexia Russell and Davina Zimmer. And thanks to Victoria Young and Kate Hall. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly, Mapiwa. Uh, and what's your following on Instagram? How big is it? I think it's 45,000 at the moment. Wow, that's decent. Yeah, yeah, and they're a really, really engaged group. Really, I love my online community. They talk a lot. They send me thousands of messages each month and, yeah, are really, mm. really focused on making change, which that brings me hope too. You know, I get messages every day from people saying, oh, I um, fixed my ripped bed sheets instead of buying new ones. And, you know, my daughter picked up hair ties from the ground that she found and washed them and used them instead of buying new ones. So, I yeah, I feel very, very lucky to be able to hear all of those positive stories and I try to share them as much as possible too so that people know that there are amazing, amazing communities and people all across the country who are actually making change and definitely not on Timu websites. <laughs> <laughs>